everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name Catherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my every Monday night show. This is where we look at what and who we are in this journey called life. Good to see you guys on a Monday night. And let me tell you, the astrological forecast for this morning sucks big time. And, um, you know, when I put the forecast out, which I do on my Facebook page every single day. So if you want a free moon astrological outlook, I post it for free every single day on my Facebook page. And I'll put a link to my Facebook page in the comments. So uh, if you want to follow that every day, just follow the link and hit follow and see first on my page. And I forgot to plug my phone in again. Sorry about that, guys. But anyway, uh, so today's moon astrology really sucked. Uh, I think there's a lot of negativity that was in the atmosphere, um, complaining, arguing, lots of stress and pressure. And so when I went and picked David up from work, he relayed to me that he'd had a really bad day too. Shout out to all you guys over here on Instagram. Special shout out to my son. Michael Lawrence, love you guys. Stay tuned. I'm going to give you guys a shout out with my special boy. Um, and so you you guys will have to stay tuned and see what I'm talking about. Uh, special shout out to my Monday night friend, Miss Joy Hall over here on Instagram. And uh, oh my gosh, Facebook is blowing up. Hey to Laura Day, Angel Lee, Cynthia Preston. Special shout out to Melissa Begley and her sidekick, Miss Cleo. Big kisses to you guys, Sandra Lee Small. Let me check the professional page over here to see if we need any shout outs there. No. On the professional page, you guys, the only page I do interact with the live chat is on my personal page. And so I did leave a link on the professional page. If you want to join in the chat or you want to ask a question, hit that link and come over here to the personal page. So housekeeping stuff before we get started, let's just dive into the uh, fan film, My Special Boy, because my son is one of the producers and he's also doing special effects for it. So uh, when you go on to IMDB, you're going to type in My Special Boy. It'll come up My Special Boy 2021 full cast and crew um 
And I think that the directors are Zach Francis and James Grimm, and then the producers Mike Chibante, Zach Francis, James Grimm, Michael Lawrence, my son, Chad Sumner, and Brayden Timmons. And this is going to be an awesome fan film. So I would encourage you guys to follow the Facebook page and follow IMDb. I'll leave a link in the comments after the show. And uh, they may be having some fundraisers. I don't know, but watch for progress of this. It's going to be really, really good. It is a, a fan film. And I think it is about, it's a horror film. And there is a contribution thing on IMDb. So head over there and check it out. And they'll have a full description on IMDb. I'm I'm really stoked about it. Um, news on Charles fan film. That will probably be done in 2021 as well. Um, clips from it look great. The trailers that they've done up to now look fabulous. I'm getting really excited to see that come to fruition and see the whole product. I'm really excited about that. Okay, so we did part one on basics of house cleansing and i did get several questions about um the veil what is the veil why is the veil thinning how does it thin um i did a show on it it seems like ages ago when i looked at the the year on that old show it was 2018 and so i thought well i can just kind of explain a little bit about what the veil is uh right now and uh so if you have any questions you can head them out to me on this show hey to amber benteen good to see you <laughs> so michael lawrence over here on instagram says woohoo we will have a teaser trailer soon for my special boy be sure son and share that to my page so that everybody can see that and tag me in it i'm so excited on that okay what is the veil why is the veil thinning why are we having so much activity i posted a paranormal alert a couple of days ago and i have gotten messages pretty much constantly every single day since then so you know, 48 hours is not enough for a paranormal alert at this time of year. What is the veil? Okay, so the veil is a demarcation between dimensions. Now, clearly, spirits dwell in a different dimension, but that dimension is folded into ours like this, okay? But it's an imperceivable dimension because it exists of vibrations and wavelengths of light that we can't readily perceive not not unless uh, you practice your abilities and you really test your abilities at reception so when the seasons change it's the action or the fluidity of the change that thins this demarcation between the veil and or between the dimensions the veil is there as a, a clear demarcation of one dimension another dimension and so when we have a thinning of that 
we have we can perceive that blending of these dimensions i hope this is making sense to you guys but it's the energy and the fluidity of change that brings about the um, thinning of the veil or the easier perception of both dimensions. So um, I'm looking at my notes here. So change is what brings this about. Um, we often see that we have access to complete energy of both dimensions at certain times of the year, like, you know, the spring equinox, the vernal equinox, and then the autumnal equinox. So change really brings us about. And it also um, change in twilight or sunrise is a big time where the veil is thin so it's thin every day at those hours but more so all day throughout the day during the change of the season and it's that momentum of change that kind of thins or makes things more fluid in between these dimensions i hope that that helps explain things a little bit so katie kalonich says what happens to the veil through the year in climates that do not experience seasonal weather changes. Um, it pretty much stays static throughout the year where there's no seasonal change, but still the hours in sunrise and sunset, that's when those people in those climates notice thinning of the veil or they'll be able to perceive more paranormal stuff or apparitions and whatnot so hope that answers your question hey to christy osborne glass and amber says yesterday with the wind i had made major audible moments i was overwhelmed the sound vibrations were so imminent the sound is really awesome i think at this time of year because we have those cool winds blowing and the leaves rustling and the sounds of autumn, like you can hear the geese and the birds kind of leaving for the year. And you can almost hear some of the animals scurrying around and preparing for hibernation and stuff. So it's, it's really cool. I hope that explained it for you, Katie. Let me know um, in the comments if that was understandable. So tonight, we're going to go over part two of basics of home cleansing, uh, paranormal home cleansing. And, and so tonight we're going over um, the, the items that we use for a house cleansing. Now, if you missed part one, I'm going to leave a link in the comments after the show to the video for part one. Part one, we looked at everything that you need to consider before you start to do a cleanse because doing a cleansing is not such an easy task. There are individual things that you need to look at and consider before you do a cleansing, and that is all in part one. Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so part two here, we're going to look at step one or phase one cleansing now there are three phases of cleansing 
we're only going to talk about part or the phase one this i have a advanced psychic protection webinar if anybody wants to purchase it it's 30 dollars. you get a 20 plus page downloadable pdf and you get a link to the um, video that we did for the webinar uh, so you can go and watch that but it is got a lot of good material it goes over phase one phase two and phase three which is the advanced psychic protection so all you have to do to purchase that is just message me here on facebook and i'll give you the information that you need but we're going to go over phase one cleansing techniques uh tonight so the and also if you guys didn't know i have a book on amazon it's called banishment of negativity it's a kindle book this is just the only written copy that i have and it goes over a lot of good stuff too so a lot of the information i'm uh, giving to you in part one part two and part three of this video series is going to be in that kindle book and i think the kindle book is only like five dollars so it's pretty affordable so the first thing that you want to do when you implement um a house cleansing is mental imagery hey to tell you more and angela atkins good to see you guys here tonight let me check for questions on the professional page we're good um and hey to blissful yoga over here on instagram good to see you so mental imagery is a resonance of visual imagery now a lot of people say well that doesn't that doesn't do anything yes it does when you create a thought of that mental image of what you want to see happen you're actually creating a really structured thought form and those thought forms exist up here in the upper chakras thought forms will take shape and materialize once you give them action so you have a double energy action there because you have the initial resonant uh, visualization or mental imagery and then when you give it action by smudging uh, or salting you are creating a materialization from that thought form and if you have trouble following me just put a question in the comments i'll try to clarify so you really want to focus on what kind of mental image you want to create for your house cleansing do you want to elicit help from an angelic source do you want to visualize the house already being cleared and locked down um, do you want to visualize maybe energy pushing out on whatever's there pushing it all the way out of the home so there are several depending on what's there and what you're dealing with which is what we address in that part one video depending on what you're dealing with in your assessment that's going to determine what your mental resonant imagery becomes okay so what we call this is a morphogenic field a morphogenic field is a structure of energy that materializes so if you've ever thought about why does 
the energy of a duck reincarnate to an energy of a duck or why does um, a flower become a flower is because the structure of the energy is that morphogenic field it is the structure of energy that creates that particular thing we call that a morphogenic field so what you're doing is you're taking these morphogenic fields or better yet energetic templates and helping them materialize through an action uh, that puts it into the physical plane and the action is created from the first and second chakra that causes this to materialize and become and take shape in a physical form so it's very important to start you're cleansing with this resonant uh, mental imagery, okay? But you have to know what you're dealing with. So if you um, are about to do a house cleansing or you're considering it, please go and watch part one of this video series because part of the, of the battle is knowing what you're up against. You know, how bad is it? How long has it been there? And what techniques you're gonna have to use to get rid of it. So in phase one of doing a house cleansing, the main things that we use are smudge, salt, and gemstones. Those are three physical objects that um, act to cleanse the energy. Now, there is a physical resonance that's produced by these objects, and that resonance creates a force that negative entities uh, and other things uh, really are repelled by. So what you're looking to do is to create a field of energy that makes it uncomfortable for whatever it is that's there or that's imprinted to, it makes it uncomfortable for that force to stay. Now, I know a lot of things on TV will show, you know, they go in, in on TV and they do a cleansing one time and everything's gone. That happens in a very rare occasion. The norm is not a one-time cleansing. You have to do this repeatedly, especially if whatever is there is entrenched into the energetic field or it has set up a really solid energy pattern and imprint into the field so um many times many many times we have to redo the cleansing several times until the entity realizes ah this is not going to go away or maybe they'll leave and then kind of hang out on the edge of the property or maybe just retreat to a crawl space or something until the smudge wears off and then back again they are and so then the homeowner is like why didn't it work well persistence pays off because it's just like having a noisy neighbor uh if you play noisy tunes for one night your neighbor can handle that but if you're there playing that every night that neighbor is going to get fed up, they're going to move, they're going to do something. And that is why in a lot of cleansings, once you do the first cleansing, you may notice a lot of activity, activity flare because it's sort of like 
the neighbor calling the police and saying, I don't like what you did. You kept me up all night. It's sort of an energy reaction to what you've done. But in essence, if you do get a reaction like that, what that tells you is that whatever techniques that you used were working. And so that's when you've got to keep up with what you're doing. And sometimes you'll have to do your cleansing for a week. Sometimes you'll have to do it for once a week for six months. It just depends how much time you have, how what how bad of a problem it is, how long has it been there. Let me check for uh, questions here. Shout out to George McKinney and Nadine Dehan and Rob Abbott. Special shout out to you, fella. And he's reminding us that Florida water or tar water in the heaviest cases are very effective. Thank you so much, Rob. That is wonderful. I love it when you share little tidbits from your experience. Hey to Angel Lee. And so Angel says, a few weeks ago, I had an experience at 1 to 3 a.m. where I felt this scary negative follow behind me. Every hair on my arm stood up on end, lots of knocking on every surface. Cabinet doors were opening on their own. I felt like I was being attacked. Um, my instinct is this was demonic opinion. Okay, my opinion. True demonic hauntings or uh, they're not really hauntings. I say they're possessions. Just like a demon can possess a person, they can possess a space. And so true demonic possessions are very 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 rare there are other circumstances that have to go with that in order to be considered a demonic possession of an area uh, unfortunately if i go into those then what's there could probably manifest those and fool you into thinking that it's a demonic possession of the area so um and another thing that people don't understand is that really intelligent spirits can trick you into thinking it's a demonic infestation. Um, you know, you could get EVPs of growls or I'm the devil or you're, you're you know, I'm a demon or a demon's name or something like that. And that really will freak out the people. And so whatever's eliciting this is, in effect, they're, they're being very effective in freaking the people out, making them scared, making them want to leave. But there's um, angel-specific things in a true demonic infestation that have to occur along with certain patterns in the environment of manifestation. My feeling is angel that you encountered something negative it's not necessarily demonic but if you notice other uh, manifestations just message me and i'll i'll guide you through that okay a special shout out to barbie kelly big kisses to you and mike big mike kelly um and rob's reminding us four iron railroad spikes or coffin nails in the corners of the property those are excellent things to use amber says i've actually had spirits tell me i'm i'm ridiculous with sage and all the lost hungry ghosts are in tune 
as agree and sing all night, night or long with me harmonic songs. And so tell me I will pay. <laughs> oh my gosh. They hide in my crawl space. I have done sound cleansing as well. However, I did not open the windows. Is this needed to let them out? I'm not scared for I'm not tricked easily. Yes, the flow of energy can be eradicated so much easier if you allow the flow of energy to not be restricted by doors or windows. And we're going to go through all of that in part number three on procedure and techniques. So tonight is just like what items can you use for a phase one house cleansing? Um, so smudging, gemstones, and salt are all considered phase one house cleansing techniques because they have a physical resonance that repels negative energy. Um, now, in my book, my Kindle book, I go over... A lot of the different herbs that we use in house cleansing, but I wanted to hit on, you know, uh, because the herbs are the ones that um, we basically do for smudge, and it smudge doesn't have to be just sage. I when I put this Kindle book together, I looked at what uh, what kinds of things were used historically you know, 3,000 years ago for cleansings. And so you're going to be surprised at some of the other herbs that are really a whole lot better than smudge to use. And, and I'll give you a list of those. Hey to Barbara Bacon. Good to see you. We're going to be talking about crystals here very shortly. And I'm going to have to speed this one up. We might have an extra show come out of this. But let's first talk about salt. Salt has been used since Roman times to cleanse. It's used to preserve. It's used to cleanse. Nothing grows in salt. Um, it kills bacteria. So it is one of the most wonderful things to use for house cleansing. It also is a crystal. So it holds and conducts electromagnetic energy, which entities are electromagnetic energy. And so that is one of the ways that we conduct our own electromagnetic energy within our body is through sodium. And so sodium is one of the best things to use for house cleansing. You can also use that mental imagery that we were talking about, the creation of the thought form to imprint, since salt is a crystalline structure, you can use that mental imagery and imprint a thought form into the salt and have that radiate out so you've got the natural cleansing energy of the salt then you're going to have an additional imprint of this mental imagery of what you want the salt to to do or to radiate so salt is one of the best ones now here's some of the plants that we use for cleansings of course, everybody knows sage is used for cleansing. It's um, been noted for centuries to have really positive effects. And I think that that's why we have that time imprint. If something is designated over a long period of time, the object actually takes on the resonance of the generational imprint that's on it. And certainly salt, sage, 
these are things like that. So salt was considered a sacred herb entitled to reverence and respect. And because originally it was, it's a, a cure, it's one of those cure-alls. And so that's how it got the reverence and respect for a lot of positive effects that it had on a person's body. And so uh, it was known in the Middle Ages to avert the evil eye. And if consumed every day in May, it was supposed to impart immortality on the person. I thought that that was cute. So I just added that. I love looking at the historical stuff for a lot of this. From ancient texts, it was said, he who would live for an eye must eat sage in May. Sage was one of the most widely used herbs for cleansing of all the plants available. <clears throat> but there are still... Uh, ones that do just as well, if not better. And if in a pinch, you can use these and burn them in a sensor uh, to do a house cleansing. One of these is basil, okay? It was one of the most widely used herbs for exorcism, along with sage during the Middle Ages, and not a lot of people know that. So this was an excellent one to use. And it's vibration... Uh, produces a really positive uh, type of resonance. It really repels negativity from an area where it's strewn or burned, either one. And if you're thinking, what about essential oil? Essential oil even lasts longer. The vibrance and the resonance of the plant is so concentrated and the the fumes or the perfume from the basil lasts a lot longer than just the smoke or the smudge and it really permeates the area and gets through it a lot better okay so um you can use any kind of basil that you want just the resonance of basil lavender is another one that can be burned to impart positive influence in the area or on the person Many people in the Greek Orthodox religion carry lavender to prevent the effects of the evil eye. <clears throat> Sorry. Lavender in modern times is widely known for stress relief and relaxation. And so its resonance or vibration is anti whatever negative is imprinting in the environment or whatever's there. So a, a lot of people online will sell lavender bundles and you can certainly use those as a smudge too. Peppermint was one of the best things in Roman times that they used to clear negativity. Um, it's highly regarded for its curative effects, especially on the digestive system. And so the energy of the plant is refreshing and invigorating and positive. And that's anti whatever negative is trying to imprint in the environment or whatever's there. So this was interesting. One very beneficial thing in overcoming darkness and evil was in medieval times, people rubbed a mixture of peppermint and water on the walls and the floors to dispel evil and negative influences. And these days, often you see in hoodoo them using floor washes and baths to rid negative energy. And so if Rob is still watching, Rob, if you can suggest a floor wash or a uh, ritual bath, that would be awesome. And let's see. 
So Amber says she's used basil as well. That is awesome. And Barb, let's see, Melissa says Barb spraying the transformational gateway spray can be effective to spray around crawl spaces to repel entities. Yes, you can you definitely use that in crawl spaces. So uh, when we were talking about essential oils, uh, there are some really nice, uh, not only healing and metaphysical use, but also clearing and cleansing sprays at Crystal Crazy that Barbara Bacon has. And Barbara, if you will put just a little blurb in the comments about what you offer, and that would be so helpful because the, the waters of these sprays is from Lourdes. And I find that particularly the energy from that extremely effective. So if you've got a resistant uh, type of entity, definitely consider picking up one of those sprays from Crystal Crazy. Now, some more herbs that we can use. Rosemary is one of the best. It's been used for centuries to impart a cleansing for, force, not only internally, but externally. So people take it internally to cleanse, but also externally. It has been highly used for centuries in exorcisms. And that's something that it doesn't get a lot of PR, but I'm giving it PR tonight. But when it's dried, it can, you can use it in a bundle. You can use it as a loose incense and a sensor. And um, it can also be put under the pillow, dried or fresh, to protect the person who's sleeping at night. Because, you know, when you're asleep is one of the biggest times that you're prone to psychic attack and um, other types of things. So a fresh sprig of the rosemary is awesome to put under your pillow at night. A um, couple of other things is um, in phase one cleansings, you can also use the energy of color. Uh, specifically, the color red has been used for centuries to dispel evil and to avert uh, evil things from happening. Um, so red is, is a really charismatic, primal type of force and resonance. And uh, so that's, uh, if you look at some of the Eastern techniques that are used for clearing and cleansing demonic and evil things, red is a big dominating color that's used there. Uh, so you may want to consider using red as that. Now we're looking at gemstones, and I know I'm speeding through this because we just ran out of time. Um, the resonance of the gemstones is another physical force that adds to um, the repelling of negativity or evil at your location. So a couple of the ones, I'm not going to get in, in, into them really deep because we're already out of time, but uh, I'll skim over them, and then we'll start off next week's show with those, and then we'll go into procedure. So black tourmaline or shoral is a really huge uh, one that's used to get rid of negativity. Also, apophyllite that puts out a very angelic top vibration. Um, selenite is a great one to use. It it's a little bit more into phase two, though, of psychic protection. 
Uh, Onyx is a great one to use for dispelling negativity. Jet will go into why in the historical background. Of course, if you want the information right now, all you have to do is to go on to um, Kindle and get the Kindle version of this, Banishment and Negativity, and the author's me. Um, so, Apophyllite, quartz crystals that are highly programmable. Um, we're also going to go over the psalms that are used to create the uh, mental imagery resonance to imprint on your crystals and on your salt. We're going to go over all of that next Monday night. Now, next Monday night, that's going to have to be an hour show, I think, because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. But phase one really encompasses quite a bit so can you imagine what phase two and phase three psychic protection is and these days it seems like there are a lot of entities that are resistant to the techniques that we use and so in my experience we have developed phase three psychic protection and it's it's advanced psychic protection techniques if you want the PDF and the video, it's only $30. We kind of go over phase one, phase two, and phase three, and then a lot of detail on phase three. Phase three is working extremely well for people who have resistant problems. Um, and it's been only a few cases that we have had to implement this, but we've you know been practicing with it just to see the efficacy of it. And it's working really, really well. So Amber says, I have selenite over every doorway and window. That is so awesome. Now, Amber, that's called warding a house. And that's a phase two type of technique. So wonderful that you're doing that. And um, I love seeing all you guys and all your questions. And I can't wait to share more with you next Monday night. But supper's done. <laughs> So am I. So I'm going to see you guys next Monday night. Kisses from Kentucky. And I hope you guys have a better